Hi, my name is Michael Frank, and this is the Prefab Pod presented by Prefab Review, where we interview leading people and companies in the prefab housing industry. Today, we are speaking with Paul Brzezinski and Michael Hawks, the general manager and design manager, respectively, of Acorn Deck House. Welcome, guys. Good morning, Michael. Great well, to be here. Thanks for being with us. Um, it's a, a pleasure and exciting for all of us. Uh, we regularly talk with uh, prefab and modular housing companies. Uh, but like we spoke with one that I think had been around for three or four years uh, last week. And I think you've been around as a company at least for I think like 60 or 70 years, um, which is obviously a lot longer than most of the companies we've worked with. Can you tell me a little bit about the history of Acorn Deck House? Sure. Um, well, we're, we're actually, the longest we've been around, the Acorn product has been around for 75 years. The uh, Deck House product's been around for 63 years. Um you know, a while back, they, um, both our companies merged together to create um, one company. Um, we were fall under the Acorn Deck House name, and we also introduced the next house in that. Um, so throughout the years, we've kind of grown together um, as a product. Um, we've used each other's knowledge and um, through the past. Um, one of the great things with our company is we've kind of done it all. We've seen it all. Um, we're kind of the trendsetter in the world in some ways. Um, a lot of other companies look at us um, as a parent company. And, um, you know, the follow through of the architectural design, I'll let Mike, Michael answer those questions on that side. Michael? Yeah, so the, in the, the history of it, too, is architect driven. So, you know, if you look back to the founding of both Acorn and Deckhouse, they both started with architects. Um, and they both, I think, owe their legacy to Carl Koch specifically. And sometimes he's considered the, the grandfather of prefab. Um, so he started Acorn um, and then also started a company called TechBuilt in, in the 50s. And a couple of architects, uh, Bill Burks and Robert Burnell, came out of TechBuilt and started Deckhouse on their own. So they kind of all trace their roots back to Carl Koch. Um, and I think that kind of made sense when they came back together because they share that legacy. Got it. And then so, so the companies eventually they merge and and they were because acorn deck how, now you're a subsidiary of another builder is that right um so can you tell me a little bit about sort of the company history and how it's evolved um so now we're following out of the acorn deck house name okay and right. uh go ahead oh I, th I thought that you were now associated with trudeau or is that not true Trudeau Homes International is the parent company. They're actually the owner of Acorn Deck House Company. Uh, we still fall under the Acorn Deck House name. Um, Trudeau Homes actually has other assets that they also are involved with, um, but they are the parent company of Acorn Deck House. Got it. Okay. And then, so you were talking before about how there's was sort of the Acorn House, the Deck House, and then, right, when you look at your website, there's the acorn house, the deck house, the next house. Um, can you talk a little, I mean, obviously there are some aesthetic differences. Is, is it primarily aesthetic, the differences um, between these different lines or is it, is there more, more to it than that? I can take that as well. So the, um, because they do have that history, the, the building systems themselves are what also makes them unique. So, um, and like you've mentioned too, architecturally, the, the sort of the style and, and look and feel of them is, is unique. Um, so the Acorn 
and Deckhouse, they both share and they both come from a post and beam building system and frame. Yep. And then from there, the, the floor, the wall panelization that we do is the same for both of them. Then the bigger difference comes in the, the roof construction. So the deck house uh, uses dug fir, laminated beams, and Western Red Cedar structural decking. That kind of gives us its name. Acorn side uses more conventionally framed roofing, although we still prefabricate it. And um, probably has more of a lighter material, um, you know, uses more oak and lighter materials inside, whereas the deck house is more mahogany and cedar. Um, Acorn, I'd say, was is more like a New England vernacular. Deck house, a more uh, contemporary, um, certainly mid-century, that's where it sort of gets its roots from. And then the next house is really a modern interpretation of either. And, um, but at this point too, like we, we sort of use that as a starting point, but we essentially do a lot of hybrids, what we call them, because it's all really coming from the same uh, kit of parts, the same yep. uh, quality system. So, um, you know, we just sort of use that as a, maybe a general filter at the beginning, but um, everything is custom made uh, with that building system in mind. Right. And it's, and I assume if you're the design manager, you would work across those sort of three lines or three specs it's not like you have exactly. separate employees for each exactly each right right and, and that comes from so the uniqueness just comes from sort of client demand what the site calls for what the design calls for and the budget and and everything else uh, michael michael the same thing falls under the manufacturing plan too um, everything is manufactured the same way for all products that we do here um, everyone is basically trained across the board to to do any type of the product cutting or manufacturing of any of the material. And you're looking at Massachusetts, correct? So does that mean that um, your uh, your uh, manufacturing plant is, do you, do you own your own manufacturing and does that, is that also Massachusetts? We have a manufacturing plant here. Um, it's 85,000 square feet. Um, it's right behind the corporate office. Um, everything is manufactured here in Massachusetts and shipped out. Um, if we do have homes that we're doing in other states um, that are further away, like Colorado, we mm-hmm. have material shipped directly from our vendors um, to save some of the freight for that package. But the majority of everything comes from here that's actually manufactured. Right. So when you think manufacturing, you mean like the beams, uh the panelization that would all be in factories, but like windows or something would come from different vendors. Is that, are those the kinds of examples you mean? Uh, correct. We, we actually manufacture our own window line here. That's been in the home okay. for years. Um, we also are a Pella distributor and a Marvin distributor. Um, okay. So both come from here. Um, both those companies can go direct um, for the windows and for the local area. Um, but that seems to work best for us with those brands and the options we give our customers. Got it. That makes sense. sense. Uh, In terms of thinking through like the advantages of uh, your homes and whether, I guess let's talk about your home specifically versus kits in general. What are the, what are the sort of specific things that uh, again, like we constantly get the question of, Hey, I'm thinking about using a company. What company should I, I uh, work with. So let's say we're dealing with a client who's at least like proximally located to you, meaning like somewhere in New England, though I know you serve a wider area. Uh, what what are the like specific advantages you think that sort of separate you all from other, uh, you know, 
not even just prefab, just other companies in general that you might be able to use to build a home. So um, I'll let Michael bring up the first part of it and then I'll take over the manufacturing side of it. Um, if Michael could talk about a little about the design side of it and what were helpful for the customer. Yeah, certainly. Yeah. So we have um, product directors here who will sort of vet and, and talk to the initial leads and clients that come in, make sure that we're, we're a good fit. And so from there, they're looking at the site, looking at what we offer, and then they'll hand that over to us in design to uh, start to work with them where basically like that the earlier parts were, were similar to a custom architecture office. Um, and so they're getting a really big value in that service that we had early on. It's just that we're using sort of the, the system and the parts that we have um, in-house. And then we also have standardized the options that they can choose from that sort of helps the client through that process. And then we um, prefabricate everything after that fact. So there's a big benefit in sort of doing it all in-house. It's almost a design build, but we still give the client that flexibility to change, you know, interior kitchen and walls and finishes and fixtures and sort of work with their builder on that side or perhaps bring in an interior designer. Um, and so they get the whole sort of custom build all the way through um, with a little bit more control and also their own flexibility uh, in that process. And then, and then the fact that we do have our own factory here is, is huge. So I'll let Paul talk to that part. Yeah. Um, even a little bit before we even get to the factory, we were able to establish a, a, a cost and pricing for the houses as they're going along to give a customer a more accurate um, price as we're designing it from beginning to end. Um, my buying power here is direct. Uh, we're not buying from the local lumber yards. We're buying direct from the distributors. So I have greater price control in-house here. Um, we can buy inventory. We actually have inventory here for construction of houses. Um, we can control our waste. We can control our environment with, with being an indoor manufacturing plant. Um, you know, weather doesn't stop us. There isn't those delays. Um, and then after the house is even manufactured, uh, we can store it here for when the sites are available for, um, for the delivery of, of the package, which makes it the whole process so much easier for a customer and for the contractor who's erecting the house. Um, th those are some of the major things that can save the customer. That makes sense. So, so in terms of where you stop, so you're obviously doing the shell of the house. Um, in terms of interior design in terms of right like the interior systems etc is that all being done by the local contractor and to what extent are you sort of setting the plan there purchasing stuff etc versus them so so you're correct about the shell and uh, we do supply a weather tight shell we also supply the interior trims the stairs the rails um, for the interior side um, but because we're diverse and we're throughout the whole country um, leave it to the local builder um, to, to basically help their customers shop along for interior design and finish. Um, we found in the past it's just not worthwhile for us to be shipping sheetrock from Massachusetts to other states. Um, and the same with plumbing regulations and any of the electrician part of the side of it. Um, it's easier for our contractors, which we have a great network of contractors that have built our houses in the past, to take care of that and directly with the customer. So do you end up with the permitting or is that the local contractor? 
I'm sorry, Michael, I didn't hear that question. Sorry about that. Do you end up handling local permitting or is that uh, the local contractor? Um, Michael, you want to answer that one? Yeah, so the builder still pulls the permit, but we set up everything that they need for that. So right. we, you're creating the construction docs, et cetera. Yep, creating the construction docs. We're getting them stamped um, by an engineer, and that's ready for a permit. Got it. That makes sense. Um, okay, so uh, I guess one of the questions um, that we get all the time and is always a little tricky, but maybe you guys can sort of help out best you can is around sort of cost of projects, right? Um, and I understand there's a gazillion caveats here, but uh, we still try to go through an example because again, it's literally the most asked question we get probably by like five or 10 X. So let's assume you guys are both in Massachusetts, right? Let's assume like, you know, one of the like, I don't know, affluent suburbs around Massachusetts, you know, Lexington or Concord or, or one of those. Um, you have a nice flat piece of land, you're putting on like, uh, you know, pr pretty modern, like one of your next houses says that's around like, let's say 2,500 square feet or 3000 square feet. Do you think one of you could maybe walk through um, kind of the cost of a project like that? And I understand like maybe sort of also explaining like the sort of cost side of, you know, what the acorn deck house frame, what, you know, the range of outcomes would be from a sort of local building standpoint and, you know, kind of soft cost, et cetera. Just, and I understand there's ranges and this is imperfect. And today's March 28th and we don't know what's going on in the future, but just to give people an idea of the range. So, I mean, we always look to our customers and give them a rough number like you're looking for. So, um, yeah. And that rough number we usually tell them is around 550 a square foot. Um, with the way the market is right now and the craziness that's happening in the world with products and, and delays, um, right. we're in between that and 750 um, a square foot. Um, a lot goes into a house. A lot of material choices um, can affect that price. Um, but that's kind of the range that we're working with right now. Um, but the nice thing about this company is that as we do a sketch for a customer, we actually price the job out. So it's not done by square foot at that point. It's done a little bit more accurate. And as that customer goes forward and we go into arcs, um, that price is actually nailed down pretty tight. Um, and we and so we have a better ballpoint target of where we're going with that customer. So they actually understand the price of their house. We're not going with a square foot price at that point. We're actually going with actual cost. Got it. Got it. So the, the advantage of two is that sorry, and I'm sorry, I'm getting a little feedback from you all, uh, or maybe from my side. Uh, but moving on to the uh, sort of design side, uh, again, one of the things that I think is really cool, just having like been your site, is you know you sort of have this survey of like wants. Um, I think for people to get started about their house, you have a bunch of really beautiful designs. Let's say I come to you all and I want to um, build something. Can you talk a little bit about how you hone in on sort of a design and vision with a client? I'll let you yeah, so, yeah, so definitely it, it comes from listening to the client, um, listening to the client and understanding their site first and foremost. So we don't have stock plans. Um, we don't have, you know, sort of anything that's like cookie cutter and ready to go. Um, they, we definitely use our portfolio as a way to show what we can do. 
and there may be some similar themes or maybe some similar solutions to common problems, but um, it really is all unique and cited to what the client's looking for and what the site is calling for. Um, and so we try and keep that sketch phase pretty loose and it is an iterative process. And, um, but like Paul said too, we can get some accurate estimates from that right at the beginning to make sure that we're going in the right direction and inform how we keep proceeding with the design process. Uh, so that we don't get too far that then we're, you know, say bidding it out and then realizing we have to value engineer. We kind of nip that in the bud um, pretty early and it's a huge advantage to go through that process. So we can focus on, you know, the design and make sure we're prioritizing everything that matters. Got it. And then do you end up signing design contracts with uh, customers separate from kind of a production agreement? Is that standard with you all? So, so the the process kind of goes um, that we do a, a sketches with the customer um, for the most part up front. And um, I would say the majority of the time we have a sketcher de- deposit involved with it. Um, after that sketch is approved, we do go to ARCS and they make a deposit at that point. But both those two payments actually go to the future package. It reduces the price of the package when it comes up. Um, those are just prepayments. Um, we do have a contract, and then it does go into release to manufacture when it goes into the shop. And the final payment when it, the house is shipped. So essentially, <laughs> people have two contracts. They have a contract with you and then a kind of a prime contract with the GC separately. The contract with the GC is separately, yes. Got it. Okay. Um, I guess another question I had that I thought was kind of unique about you all is we get actually requests all the time for people who are like, I love this company's work. Um can I use them to do an addition? And for a lot of the companies we that we uh, sort of cover, especially the modular, modular ones, the answer is no. But uh, in your case, I, I believe you do do additions. Can you talk a little bit about that process? Uh, I talk about, I'll let Michael take over the, the design side of it, but I, I can tell you that, you know, over the 75 years, this company's had clients. Um, those clients are so important to us and they always seem to come back to us. We're like a little club. Everyone is doing business with us. Um, we're on third generation owners of our houses. Um, there's original owners from houses from, you know, back in the 60s uh, that still are in contact with us. Um, there's always additions being done. We have a parts and service department that does very well with catering to all the older materials that are in houses and even some of the newer materials uh, for upgrades. Um, it's all located here. Um, it, it's a great way to stay in touch with our customers and uh, we have newsletters with them and um, they share their they share their opinions and they share their thoughts and ways to keep their house up on their own little um, Facebook club page. Um, uh, they're very valuable to us and we have a great relationship with them. Um, I'll let Michael talk about actually designing of the additions. Yeah, so that's one of the big benefits too is that to and what we prefer is to do the additions to an acorn or deck us has been built in the past because we also have the archives of all the plans going back 75 years, um, copies of blueprints. And uh, we have the detailed manuals and all the books back to the the fifties and sixties. And so we really understand all the little minutia that goes into those houses and how they were built so that we can more seamlessly tie in the additions together um, correctly. When it comes okay. to, yes. Yeah. When it comes that's to doing additions cool. to non-acorn deck house, that's where it gets a little um, 
more like it, we'd, we'd prefer it to be sort of self-contained in a way and then like lightly touching the, an existing house. But we get enough requests for additions to existing acorns and deck houses that um, it doesn't come up that often to do for a non-acorn deck house. I see. That's super cool. Because I imagine, I mean, I, I've seen old plans, but right, like the stuff from 1950 is not, these aren't CAD files, right? <laughs> these are just no. like two-dimensional things that you, you're, you I guess, pulling into whatever BIM or whatever you're using to design somehow. Yeah. Yeah, there's some pretty great drawings. Um, and also what was done historically is that you'd have a uh, plan set that was um, pretty basic in its floor plan elevation and then a few details, but the there was a huge detailed manual that went along with most of these designs. And so that's what was constantly updated. So you're sort of using the standard set of details and assemblies as opposed to reinventing the wheel every time. And so we are still doing that in a way. It's just all, you know, digital and through, through BIM, like you, like you mentioned. Cool. Um, do you think, um, either one of you could take this. Uh, one of the things that customers often like is hearing you all talk through sort of one of the projects, ideally one of the websites so people can go and follow along that you, uh, you've had a lot of fun with or you think it's particularly cool. Do you think um, one or both of you can talk through one of the projects you've been involved in that you're really proud of? I'll let you answer that, Michael. Sure. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess one that comes to mind um, is a project we called Headland, and that's up on the coast of Maine. And it, the client really um, helped to kind of push us to see some things a little bit differently and really take our deck house system in a different direction and um, allowed us to really get some even more expanses of glass to their view and push some of the insulation values and really, encu- really encourage passive solar design more so than we inherently do. Uh, and the results, I think, um, came out really nice. And he's, he did a lot of great work with the local builder to do some sort of custom uh, mahogany trim work that we provided in shop drawings for. And really customized it and made it his own that kind of showed the flexibility of, you know, here's the system of our parts. And then here's how you as a client can really control how it suits your personality and how you can um, outfit it your own. Um, and that one also got featured on uh, main home and design as a, as a cover article, which, you know, it's always proud when artwork gets recognized like that, of course. That's awesome. Um, it's been really great learning a bunch about uh, your company. Uh, one thing, when any time we get experts like the two of you on our uh, on our podcast, we try to do is uh, do a quick fire round where we get uh, your expertise on questions we get every uh, every day. So if it's okay, I'll toss a few of these at you, and you know we try to get answers in one minute or less, but not too big a stickler on that. So if it's all right, I guess to start, um, one of the questions we get all the time is around like, how do we, how do you evaluate land in terms of feasibility, particularly like in your case, let's say for sort of a kit of parts like yours, what are the things that uh, a client should look at, like, look at? Yeah, I mean, definitely our kit of parts doesn't limit that part of it. Um, So if, you know, if a site can build any house, it can definitely build one of our houses. Um, but to that end, I, you know, we always say, look for what's the topography, what's the slope, where are the views and how are those in relation to the solar orientation? Because all of that's going to tell you how you can best, you know, provide a passive solar design. Um, how are you going to use the spaces and how they're adjacent to each other to the proper views and 
How are you going to use that space? Um, and then, you know, bigger picture things like what are the local utilities? How can you connect to that? Um, and, and what kind of site work would be involved in it? Is it a lot of ledge or is it pretty straightforward? Are there wetlands? Uh, and then all the other sort of restrictions that could come up from local zoning or HOAs. Um, so there's a lot to consider, but at the same time, I feel like if you have a feeling for the site, you kind of know why, you know, why, it, why it works. Um, we've, we've seen every different type of site and everything always had, everyone always has something unique about it that we always try and feature. Got it. Um, that's helpful. Okay. Next question, uh, is, uh, can you talk a little bit about, uh, choosing a builder? Similarly, one of the questions we get all the time is around, okay, I've found this great company to work with on, you know, the modular or the kit. Um, how do I choose a builder who I know will be good? So uh, the way that we work with builders is we've, over the years of, of doing business, we've accumulated a large list of um, builders that uh, we call qualified builders. Um, they've come in and um, they've, they've worked with us. We, they understand our project. Um, and we, the customers in a local area, we try to find those particular builders and we give them and they actually do a bid on the house to see if they come in at the right range. We try to give a customer maybe three different um, builders in the location that's worked with us in the past. Um, if the customer doesn't like the three builders or we there's only two builders located or one builder, they can bring their own builder in and actually we have them here for training. Um, they can act, they come up usually when the project's being manufactured in the shop so they can actually see it being manufactured. And they sit down with our design team, our directors and our panelizers and they go through the entire house, um, how it goes together. And then we also give them access to those that whole group after the fact, um, which they call up with any questions they may have as the job's going along. Uh, and then uh, last question, I believe you guys do some sort of custom millwork, a bunch of companies we work with actually do. Are there examples of really cool examples of uh, millwork that you, you all have done for clients that come to mind? Um, I, I personally do, and let me hit the background on the uh, custom milling. Um, we do have our own milling machines here. So um, if there's any particular trim piece or anything they need in the house, we can actually um, get the knives to actually do this on our two molders. Uh, we also have a uh, five axis CNC machine um, with a 14 by five foot cutting deck on it, um, which we can basically work anything that we have in front of us on drawings and and try to come up with something that's custom for someone's home uh the one in particular one that i'm thinking of and michael might have his own um we did an entryway which the customer wanted a glass entry door but also wanted to have a um a winding plant looking woodwork in the in the glass area which we we're able to perform on the cnc machine and actually give the client what they wanted so the actual went through the main door and then into the light of glass above the door. It came on very nice. And it, um, the customer was very happy that we did that for them. That's awesome. That sounds beautiful. I guess final question for each of you can answer this one. Um, uh, we asked this to everyone, what are you most excited about for your uh, company or for the industry in the near future? On my end, uh, technology is what I'm excited about. It seems like things are moving fast in the technology world. Um, to be involved with that, 
um, through the years I've been here, I've been 38 years now to see how things have changed so much. Um, even Michael's department in design, um, the way that we present drawings to customers now, um, it's just an incredible thing to be able to work online with a customer and actually visually see what the interior of the house looks like as it's being drawn, as a walkthrough. Um, some of those things are just incredible you see and like i talked about the cnc machines and the accuracy and the speed that we've increased the actual production lines um, because of these new things um that's what excites me in the future and michael might have his own opinion on that too <laughs> yeah i mean what what i've noticed recently too is just how educated the clients have become uh and what kind of resources are available to them too so they're getting a better understanding of what the process is like and what options are available that it sort of helps us to sort of prove our point of why what we do gives them that quality and that predictability. Um, and we're starting to kind of re- just keep removing that stigma that's around prefab. So, you know, websites like yours and this podcast, I mean, that's what's really helpful in that as well too. Awesome. Well, thanks so much guys. Um, it's been great um, chatting with you both. Uh, it's also really cool to learn about um, the history and all the product offerings of Acorn Deckhouse. For more information about Paul and Michael and Acorn Deckhouse, visit deckhouse.com. And uh, as always, you can visit us at prefab.com, review.com. Thanks again.